Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Welcome to a very special edition of the RV Podcast. Today we are having the first RV Book Fair. Our first guest today is Shelley Kennel. Shelley talks about being a teacher. Hello! I am so glad that you are joining the RV Book Fair 2022 and even more happy that I have been able to participate in this wonderful program. You are in for such a treat. You've probably already heard other authors and met and learned about them and I hope that you will enjoy learning about me and getting to know me through this RV Book Fair 2022. I first want to say thank you to Lucia for making this happen and including me in this fabulous opportunity. Now to tell you a little bit about myself. My name, as I said, is Shelly Kino, and I am the proud author of Those Who Can't Teach, True Stories of Special Needs Families to Promote Acceptance, Inclusion, and Empathy. And I just wanted to share with you today a little bit about myself, my journey, why I've written this book, and what I hope this book will do to whomever reads the book. Many years ago, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, and I'm not going to tell you much about my journey because my story is chapter one of this book. And I became a teacher many years after realizing that I wanted to become one, and through various different experiences, got myself into the world of special education. And I absolutely loved all of my students and all of their families. And in some instances, I got to know some of my students and their families over a multitude of years. In fact, I had one student, Kathleen, and she has talked about her stories in the book for 10 years. And I thought I had a pretty good idea being with her every day, all through the school year. And then for 10 consecutive years, getting to know her family, her siblings, getting to know her parents. And I thought I had an idea. I thought I had a pretty good idea, actually, of what it was like to be part of their family. And I had that experience or similar experiences with multiple families that I worked with. Not only families that I worked with, but my friends and my actual family members who have a person or persons with a disability in their immediate family. And so after getting to know all of these people and all of their families, I realized that their stories were truly amazing. As a teacher, my job is to teach, of course, but I learned so much from every individual and every family that I interacted with that I realized there's so much to learn from them and their experiences that I didn't think I should be selfish and keep all of that knowledge to myself. And so I asked several different families that I know 
if they would be willing to participate in this book. And thankfully, every single person that I asked said yes as soon as I asked them. Are these the only stories in the world like these? Absolutely not. There are millions of stories like the ones that you will read about in my book. And I hope that you will take the time to seek out someone who learns differently than you did or do, depending on your age, and you will befriend that person and just get to know them because they aren't really that much different than you. There are so many similarities um, between everyone in this book, myself and everyone else in the world. But yes, there are some differences and that's okay. That doesn't make them wrong. That doesn't make them less than. A difference is just that, a difference. The stories in this book, when I really got into the interview process with each of these families, many times my heart was broken because even though I knew a lot of the things that had happened, I didn't know everything. The stories in here, the families that were involved really shared truth and raw feelings of what it was like being in the situations going through what they went through, the amount of perseverance, the amount of integrity, the amount of stick to itness, which is sort of like perseverance, but it's a little bit different. The amount of unconditional love that is shown amongst the families in these stories is absolutely incredible. And I hope that you will pick it up and read it and read it over and over again. Thank you and enjoy the RV Book Fair 2022. Our next guest is Lucio Zhu. Hello, Lucia. It is always a pleasure to be at the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, I will introduce you and the RV audience to a fabulous lady, Mrs. Bradwood. Mrs. Bradwood called Mama Bradwood by her sons, is an old lady who lives alone in Arizona, and this story begins when she decides to travel alone to the city of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil during Carnival. Yes, she decided to travel alone, but age was never a concern because Mama Bradwood is strong enough to carry her own luggage, from the belt to the cap. Oh yeah, she's indeed. In other words, she never needed anyone traveling with her even to the farthest and most exotic places in the world she had already been to. And Mama Bradwood has already been to dozens of places, from Chile to Bangkok. She was born to fly, this is true, but more than that, Mama Bradwood was born to be independent and free. Elizabeth Ashley Bradwood, that's her name. She's the mother of four boys, being the oldest, a 69-year-old retired military. Yes, Mama Bradwood is almost 92 years old and grew up her kids alone in Arizona after losing her husband, Walter, in 1956 during the Vietnam War. Who needs a husband? She normally answers to whoever asks her about living alone. When asked about her boys, Mama Bradwood always says, Oh, those lazy bastards. They don't even know how to enhance their sexual appeal to attract a real woman. 
Yes, it sounds like Mama Bradwood is ahead of her time. She is certainly not attached to material belongings. She lives in a one-bedroom flat close to a pharmacy and a hospital. There are some occasions when we need to be fast, honey, she evaluates. She does not eat bread, and she does her own coffee every morning, so a bakery in the surrounding area is not a requirement. For breakfast, just two scrambled eggs, a banana, and a cup of coffee. That's what Mama Bradwood needs to be ready for another day. The three white powders, sugar, white flour, and cocaine are not good for health at all, she says. As a matter of fact, Mama Bradwood is healthy and has energy enough to light up the entire city of Las Vegas. She is passionate about life, and traveling around the world is her motivation to live. There is another thing Mama Bradwood is passionate about, though. The Patek Philippe watch with a black leather strap gifted to her by her grandma on her first trip to the English county called Derbyshire, home of her grandparents. This is one of the very few personal belongs that Mama Bradwood always takes on her trips, not for the high cost, but for the emotional value of it and what it represents to her. When not using it, Mama Bradwood just leaves it over her bedside cabinet. None of her sons has ever touched it, and whenever they ask her about the watch, Mama Bradwood just refers to it as a my treasure. If you are asking yourself what would be the other few personal belongs Mama Bradwood never leaves behind, the answer is a red lipstick and an umbrella. A woman can't live without this, honey, she normally says. Mama Bradwood has just returned from a quick one-week trip to Rio de Janeiro. She had planned this trip since she first watched Rio's famous carnival parade on a cable TV show. Oh, I need to see that in person, she said to herself. She called her travel agent, and before her sons could ever guess, there was Mama Bradwood checking in on the flight to the marvelous city, Rio de Janeiro. Are you flying alone, ma'am? Asked the checking agent after verifying Mama Bradwood's date of birth in her passport. There is no man in this world interesting enough to die by my side in case that plane crashes down, sweetie. Mama Bradwood replied. Is the flight on time? She asked, checking her inseparable Patek Philippe. Yes, ma'am, we are on time, answered the agent, chuckling. Any luggage to check? Oh, that's all I have, darling. Just one carry-on in my purse. You know what? After 70, all you need is a picture ID, a red lipstick, and an umbrella, believe me said Mama Bradwood, putting her passport and her boarding pass in her purse. Well, your flight will start boarding at a quarter to ten. Immigration is to your left. Have a magic trip, ma'am, said the checking agent. Since Walter was killed in Hanoi, Mama Bradwood had not dated to anyone else. Actually, she tried, but being a mother of four boys, she had no time at all for love, and seemingly she could not see herself knuckling down to any other man. 
The airplane touched down the Rio de Janeiro International Airport at approximately 5.30 a.m. Mama Bradwood took a cab to the Copacabana Palace Hotel, a beautiful and upscale property right in front of the famous Copacabana Beach. The dollar exchange was favorable, and that enabled Mama Bradwood's travel agent to find a nice lodging for her. After checking in, she left her luggage at the room and headed down for breakfast. Would you care for a croissant and a cup of our passion fruit tea? Asked the fence waiter from the hotel. No, honey, thanks. Bring me two scrambled eggs, a banana, and the best black Brazilian coffee you guys ever had, she ordered. By the way, what do people normally do in this city during carnival? She asked. Oh, you should go to the Samba School's parade tonight, ma'am. It is one of the main attractions of Rio's carnival and one of the biggest parties in the world as well suggested the elegant waiter with a kind of proud smile on his face. Okay, and what is this about? Well, you may have already seen it on TV, I bet. There are over 70 communities group in Rio City dedicated to samba, called Samba Schools. All of them take part in a big carnival parade to compete for the title of the Grand Champion, he explained. Oh, that must be amazing! said Mama Bradwood, clapping her hands in a childish glee. We'll do that. Well, you can buy the tickets with our concierge man. He might give you a discount as you are staying with us this week. Just let him know your room number and how many tickets you will need. Just one, Mama Bradwood said. Are you going alone on that? asked the waiter. Yep. I will go alone on this. I just cannot promise you, darling, if I will return alone from this. <laughs> Mama Bradwood laughing loudly. Mama Bradwood was just joking, though. It was totally out of her plans dating someone. I'm too old for that, she affirmed to herself. Besides that, no one could ever beat water, she thought. In that case, said the waiter, may I suggest you not to take any personal belongings on this event. Rio is a marvelous city, but security is still an issue. Carnival is one of the major seasons in the city, and thieves target tourists in the streets. They have soft hands and can steal your purse, your wallet, your watch, or whatever you are carrying with you without you even feeling it. You should be careful, ma'am. Oh, baby, don't give me that, said Mama Bradwood, a little sarcastic. You are so young. I've been to Afghanistan, sweetheart. This is paradise, baby. Rio is beautiful and it's paradise. Mama Bradwood headed to the concierge desk to buy her ticket. She had been to Afghanistan on a health campaign sponsored by her church during President Obama's administration. She went there for a week without telling anything to her four sons, who got in neutral despair searching for her in the entire Arizona. It was around 8 p.m. when Mama Bradwood left the hotel room to take the subway en route to downtown Rio. She was anxious to see the Samba School's parade. 
she took her purse with a picture ID, a red lipstick, and her umbrella, as always. I better take a cashmere, too. Rio is hot, but we never know, she pondered. She was holding a glass of caipirinha, which is the famous Brazilian drink made with the Brazilian cachaça, lemon, and ice, which was a complimentary drink offered by the hotel. Wow, that caipirinha rocks, she thought. The metro station was crowded, and everyone was wearing a costume. Yes, it was carnival, and Mama Bradwood was in Rio de Janeiro. Nothing could be as perfect as that. Inside the metro, she got bumped by a middle-aged handsome man who was wearing a black hat with a silver bird feather attached to it, which was covering his charming gray hair. Mama Bradwood looked at his face and the man smiled back to her, apologizing. Mama Bradwood got embarrassed and felt her face flushing. She stared him in the eyes and they exchanged glances. Am I getting crazy? She wondered. Was that Mama Bradwood's destiny to travel to Rio de Janeiro City during Carnival to find the man of her life? Oh, that must be this damned caipirinha, she thought. But the truth was that Mama Bradwood was feeling something different. She began to scan that man from his shoes to his hat. Yes, you recognize an elegant man by his shoes and by his watch, her grandma had told her. The guy had a nice pair of leather shoes, not appropriate for the occasion, but maybe he was just a foreigner like her. He looked attractive and graceful in his appearance and behavior, and that made Mama Bradwood feel as happy as a clam. Maybe she should approach him and start a conversation, but this could be too modern from her, considering her age. Mama Bradwood kept scanning that man with an eagle vision full of experience. Suddenly, her eyes stopped at his watch. That man was wearing a Patek Philippe watch with a black leather strap. How could that be possible? Those watches are so valuable and rare, she thought. Mama Bradwood looked at her right arm and it was naked. So I was robbed by that jerk when he bumped into me and I did not even notice, she realized. Mama Bradwood rapidly took a decision. She would never forgive herself if she let that guy leave that wagon carrying her beloved Patek Philippe in his arm. Mama Bradwood took her umbrella out of her purse and hid it under her cashmere. Silently like a fox, she approached the elegant man and touching his back with the point of her umbrella, she grabbed his arm and muttered. Don't you dare to say a single word, neither make any movement. Just give me the watch. The guy tried to look back, but Mama Bradwood was fast and pressured his ribs with the point of the umbrella.
I have a gun in my hand, sweetie. Look behind, and I will shoot you to death. Buster. The man was not fluent in English, but was able to understand the message. His hands were shaking nervously, and he could barely take the watch off his wrist. Mama Bradwood was sweating. She knew she was exposing herself to a high-risk situation. But she could not avoid it. That guy was robbing one of the few things she adored in life, her Patek Philippe watch. Trembling and mutely, the guy passed the watch to Mama Bradwood's hand. Good boy, she murmured. You will leave this wagon at the next station without looking back. Am I clear? She ordered. The man nodded. When the train stopped, the man left the wagon and headed to the escalators without looking back. Mama Bradwood saw when he stopped by a security guard at the station's mezzanine. Bloody fool, she thought. Mama Bradwood kept the watch and her umbrella back in her purse. She left the metro two stations after and could finally see the lights and the colors of Rio's carnival. She rapidly recovered her mood. What is a stupid fib to someone who dealt with four jackasses like me? She affirmed to herself, referring to her four sons. Mama Bradwood had a memorable night of fun. She saw three of the six samba schools that paraded that night. No more than three. After all, the rhythm was the same and the samba schools were all very similar. She explained to the cab driver on her way back to the hotel the reason why she had watched to three samba schools only. Mama Bradwood crossed the Copacabana Palace's lobby and took the elevator up at 4.30 a.m. under the astonished eyes of the hotel staff. What the hell is Grandma doing so late at night? mumbled the concierge. That's carnival, dude, said the bellman. I know, bro, but this is not safe for her, the concierge considered. Yep, I agree. But she seems to know what she's doing. And guess what? I saw her leaving the hotel yesterday night, and she was having a caipirinha, bro. Grandma rocks, dude. Mama Bradwood opened the door of her hotel room and turned the light on. She took her shoes off and threw them away. She was still feeling the flavor of the wonderful carnival party she had just been to. Mama Bradwood put her purse over her bed and took off the Patek Philippe watch from her wrist. She was just about to leave the watch on her bed cabinet when she saw another Patek Philippe watch laying on the cabinet. In the blink of an eye, Mama Bradwood realized what had happened. She had forgotten her watch at the hotel room, and that means she had robbed the handsome gentleman in the subway. Oh gosh, this is a catastrophe, she thought. I will never start a new relationship that way. 
she said to herself. Mama Bradwood saw the lead police lights flashing behind the curtains. She was caught by the cameras in the metro station and her cab was surveilled by the police all the way to the hotel. A quick look through the window and she could count around five police vehicles surrounding the property. Mama Bradwood also saw the handsome guy with his black hat being interviewed by a journalist in front of the cameraman. She rapidly switched the cable TV on and heard it when the handsome guy said that an elderly woman had robbed his watch in the subway. Oh, that was not nice of him, she reflected. Mama Bradwood saw when the cops got inside the hotel. She counted up to ten as she put the red lipstick on her lips. Someone knocked on the door. Who is that? she yelled. Police, answered the police officer. Wait a minute, she responded. Mama Bradwood was ready for them. For sure she was. She called the concierge. Please, bring me another caipirinha, sweetie. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.